my show, we have Will Dow. Will is the CEO of Behind Every Door and Director of Stand Together's work on poverty. Will graduated from the University of Texas and he and his wife Allison have three children and live in Dallas. Behind Every Door runs community centers and builds relationships to create spaces for transformation. You're gonna love his story. You're gonna love what they do. So welcome Will Dow to the show. Welcome Will Dow to our podcast. Will is the founder of Behind Every Door and a wonderful charity. I'm going to use a charity. I don't want to use the word charity. It's an organization that really helps lift people out of poverty and, and with different ways of doing that and really reaching their souls to, the, to Jesus Christ. And I want to know, Will, how Behind Every Door got started. LaVonna, thanks for having me on. It's fun to be with you. And I, I appreciate the qualification of the organization. I think that's yeah. right. So we started in 2009 and it was a vision of, of a group of people and mm-hmm. uh, several several who are still on the team and, and on the board, which is, I think, pretty special, whatever it is, 11 plus years later now. And it was a vision, quite simple. We, we wanted to be present with people in, uh, at the time in apartment communities and do anything we could to make life better and anything we could to build friendships and relationships. We didn't have, to be perfectly honest, we didn't have a great plan in place from, uh, <laughs> from a, uh, how we could support people. We didn't, I mean, we, we knew a few things, but I would say most of what we have learned to date has been through failing successfully and listening and, um, and learning. But our, our start was let's just get into a community and start making friends and listening and loving people well. Yeah, I love the the way that you voice when we've always spoken about thing is you're loving people well. It's it's about how you care for people and how you help them love this life that they're in. I mean, we're all in this life together, right? And and trying That's to right. help them a hand up to enjoy what they have in, in this world and and see the differences between what they may have experienced in the past and through the love of Jesus Christ. What that can bring to their heart as well as, you know, helping them just in the outward world, I guess is a better way to put it. One of the things that I've always loved about Behind Every Door is the the whole relationship that you look at with families. It's not just one thing. So tell me a little bit why why you look at it that way. What's, what's the purpose behind that? I love that question. Yeah, and I'll, and so, and I'll even, I'll start by saying this. So I think where we've landed today is we run community centers uh, and build relationships so that we can create spaces for transformation. And that, and so this creating of spaces through relationships and then inside this community center or the community centers uh, that we run, you can't help but look at the whole family because you begin to realize that, hey, a kid that that shows up and has this dream, but there's this barrier in the way and you, you, li- you learn and you listen and then you realize it's connected to this other barrier that's you know maybe, right. maybe something that the parent is facing and then you learn about that and you realize that there's this other barrier. And, and, and meanwhile, you're building this friendship, this relationship and you, and you go, gosh, this is a person or a family that is, is highly motivated, want, has a vision, wants to go somewhere and they just face these tremendous obstacles time and time again. And we want to find ways to partner with families. And we don't know how else to do it uh, because of a, the relational aspect of what we do. The, the relationship is so important to what we do mm-hmm. that walking with people 
through a number of issues. And I think much like in, in the kingdom of God, you have one body, many parts, and everybody plays their various roles. Mm-hmm. We look at our work in a very similar way. We can't be the expert at all of the things. Uh, we've got to be good at what we're good at, which I think is building relationships uh, and running community centers. And then we leverage partnerships with in the community and outside the community in the broader city of Dallas and invite people in to bring their unique uh, gifts and resources that could, w- that when partnered uh, with a family or a child, kind of beautiful match that, that helps people move forward. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's why that we just can't get away from that, uh, that model. And we can't get away from viewing, viewing people as capable and brilliant. Um, and I think that's rooted in this belief from scripture where we're made in the image of God. And so if that, if that's true, then, um, the mandate that we were given be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it is, is for everybody, which means everyone's got some gifts and talents that they can contribute. And so how do we support people to do that? And, and I think that's, that's, that's the journey we've been on. And, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know how else to look at this than just as the whole, the whole family and the whole person. Yeah. One thing, one of the things you said earlier, and I, I you know, a couple of things that I've really leaned into is that you know, you've got to give people margins for space to have, you know, the, the will, uh, quite frankly, to, to do what they want and, and to have that capability. So space to do it is important in any any of us, right? We all have to have space right. built for, to do the things that we dream to do. But I think one of the things that I heard the most is that we are all, we all look a certain way and we all have dreams. And if you're look, if you're not looking at somebody in an organization that you're trying to help them be, uh, get out of something, you're, you're helping them realize a dream that we all have. And we all want that in our life. And I think there's a difference behind every door and what other organizations may look at. It's the, it's the compilation of you're made in the image of God and we all have gifts and we're just trying to help. We are high. We want you to realize your gifts, help you realize your gifts. I think that's different than a lot of organizations do. Uh, I love the way you you shared that back. And I think that's that's right. We're not there to. Um, so I love the word partnership because I think it 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 is a it does what you just described. When you do partnerships, you have to honor and respect the the capabilities of someone else, and recognize right. like where they start and you stop, and you start and they stop. Right, and that mm-hmm. I think there's something really beautiful there. And so I think the ways that we are seeking to partner with people and and seeking to uh, to connect in meaningful ways and and deepen relationships and build spaces. Obviously, there's the physical space, which I think is really important. These community centers that we run or, or they look and feel like homes, and there's a reason behind that as we as we want to walk with people uh, through transformation. But within those spaces, we create other spaces, and mm-hmm. the space that we we organize our our spaces into five E's, and so you've got engagement, and that's knocking on doors, listening, uh, having mm-hmm. lunch with people in their home, throwing huge parties that everyone can come to. That's education. And that's going to be literacy. And it's also cultivating a hunger to continue learning, kind of that lifelong learning journey that that um, I think is so important for us. Right. Uh, and continues to develop in, in those, those gifts and talents that each of us have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third is exploration. And so for that, it's, this is the concept. You can't be what you can't see, which Dr. Terry Flowers 
from St. Phillips here in Dallas uh, says often, but the idea is let's, let's get field trips and art and robotics classes and sports programs so that kids and adults can experience something new, which I think allows them to explore. And then it expands that capacity to dream. And so that's another important space. The, the fourth important space for us is expression. And we um, we think it's important. I think, I think most people would agree with this, that, it, that how we relate to ourselves and to others, it matters. And we want that to be healthy. And so we've got team members who are trained to help our staff walk through that in a healthy way. And then we make partnerships, as I mentioned earlier, with outside organizations that do counseling. We do it in a really unique way. The counselors are integrated into our program. So it's not like you need to go see Miss LaVonda. It's like, <laughs> oh, I know Miss LaVonda. She's always here. And I'm just going to go talk with her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the last uh, the last E uh, is encounter. And this, so you all know that we're a faith-driven organization. That's that's just our foundation. And so we want people to get into an intimate relationship with God and enjoy being in his presence all day, every day. And uh, and so that's that's a key part of what we do. We don't require it. We're not forcing kids or adults to show up at those things in order to gain access to education. But what we found is that because of the relational aspect of what we do mm-hmm. and the friendships that are built, people want to be together. And uh, And so that's just baked into everything that we do and, and and people are invited to attend as they as they so choose. Yeah, I, lo- I love the way you put that on the, the five E's that when you were listening, I was listening while you're talking about that. You know what? Isn't that what we all want, no matter where we are? Um, mm. We want those things, right? You want your children or yourself to be educated. You want to have encounters with others. You want to be able to have someone to listen to you. So those those are things that we all want. And Maybe we don't always know how we got it. Maybe we have a great support system at home or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, but not everybody has that. And to help someone have those encounters, I think, is is really key to the success. Now, we've been involved at Veritex with the back-to-school programs and, and enjoyed that, of course, and, and love doing that part of it. But tell me about some of the other programs that, that Behind Every Door does throughout the year and that help people you know how others can get involved. Absolutely. So the those five E's are, are a way to organize, you know, what we're after, but the, the tactics, I'd say, I don't love that word, but what the ways that we bring that about. So mm-hmm. we've got an after school program that, that is year round. It operates during the school year after school. During the summer, we we expand the hours and start a little earlier. So that's a way to engage. And, and so we've got kids from age five up to age 18 participating in that. We've got sports leagues and activities for young adults and um, mm-hmm. and kids as well. We had we had 350 kids uh, in a football league and another 60 in cheerleading all throughout the fall. Uh, Love that! It was so fun. Three of the teams won their championships for Dallas, and then two of the teams got to travel to Florida to play in the national championship. And it was pretty special for them. It was pretty special for us. It was it was all around pretty cool. That's it was awesome. I love Um, that. Yeah. So, you know, sports, you got those programs. I think we've got, we do things with, um, uh, through partnerships again, but this engagement aspect. So we want, we want to create space for people to just come and be. And uh, so our community centers have living rooms and I mean, think area rugs and couches and TVs and lamps. And we want people to be able to come in, sit and just be. Uh, that's typically where you can get into a conversation You and you begin listening and often can lead to some sort of partnership where you go, gosh, there were seven people today who all are looking for jobs. Well, let's, let's go find a partner 
uh, if we don't already have one and connect people like this is a the community is sending a signal that this is what they want like let's partner in this way and i think that's a really important part of what we do that we don't often talk about because it's just part of what we do where our community centers are open but that i mean that's definitely a place people could engage i mean it's these are open and then we've got a program called roots to roots which it's it's an extra program kids have to give extra time like typically on saturdays to be part of it uh-huh. they have to apply uh-huh. to get into it and it meets year round and then culminates with a trip either at this point we've done dc twice atlanta once because last year covid disrupted the atlanta trip for for the fourth year um, of course. but it's such a fun uh experience and i think that's a place where if people really were looking to go deeper with like in connecting in a relationship with someone that's a great place mm-hmm. to do it because you it, it, we're bringing in speakers to talk with the kids about here's what my career path was and it, it's everything from i started an electrician company to Uh I'm a lawyer to, you know, I, I make shoes for, I mean, it's all over the map, but it provides a vision for a kid to look and Mm -hmm. go, gosh, I, I can do that. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and like, just here's an example, the, we brought in a, like an app developer one time. Mm -hmm. And so all the kids are like, well, I want to do software. And you're thinking, okay, great. Well, like not everybody has an aptitude for that, but great to aspire to it. But what was cool was the person presenting said, look, some of you aren't going to have an aptitude for this and that's okay. You can still be in the software industry because there are other jobs that you can Mm -hmm. take and still be in the space. And you can be a designer, you can be a, uh, an accountant, you can be, you can run HR for a software. And so it was cool to watch some of the kids who were like, oh, well, that's what I want to do. I, I want to do software, but I don't, I don't want to write the code. I want to I want to do that other piece. And so that's that's a really fun program too. I love that. And when you were talking about that, I was listening. I thought about another podcast I did with one of our golfers, JP Thornton, who was talking about he's he you know he wants to be on the tour. But what he did was he's like, there's so many jobs in golf. You know, being a player is just one of them. But that you know, golf is a big yeah. industry. And he was just talking about that, and that one of his missions was to show that there's a lot of career opportunities for people in golf, uh, African-American young men that want to do pursue other things. It's not that, about just being a player. So I love that you're teaching that vision and showing that vision that it's not all about, oh, I'm going to be the basketball player or the attorney or whatever. I mean, those are great. It, it's, it's lots of different things. And, and, and for them to look at that and I, I think that's where sometimes it gets lost, right? Is that they aspire to the top 1%, the pro athlete or whatever it is, but there's so much more to be involved with that and showing them that way. I think that's amazing. That's a great job. I do want to talk about one of my favorite things uh, that you're doing. Um, like I said, well, I Cedar Crest, I want to talk a little bit about that. That is yes. like uh, akin to my heart. And I'm so thankful that we're going to be, the bank's going to be able to be involved with that opening. So tell me a little bit about Cedar Crest and how it came around to you. Yes. So first we are so grateful y'all are involved and y'all are, y'all are a key, you know, lead partner on that. And simply put, we wouldn't be where we are without y'all. And we're, we're about to, about to break ground, which is so fun to, to get that mm-hmm. moving and, and try to get it completed into the year early next year. And so, yeah, how did that happen? So it's funny. We, we said no to the opportunity a few times before brought to us by, by a friend who was involved with the Salvation Army and thought, Hey, you guys would be great. We, we want to make sure that this community center continues functioning and supports the neighborhood, which I think is really thoughtful of the Salvation Army to, to think that way. And so they began looking for partners who could, could help with that. Fast forward, 
we were going to visit there with some other friends and uh, who, who we thought, well, in partnership, maybe this makes sense. They backed out of the tour last minute uh, for various reasons. And we still went because Darian and I thought, well, we're already going. Like, let's just, let's just follow through. <laughs> right. And I remember standing at the base of this gigantic football field, which is uh, part of the project. There's mm-hmm. there's a football and going to be at the baseball field. will come back. But we're standing at the bottom of the stairs and, and we're talking. And it was just this overwhelming sense of, we have to do this. Uh, we, we cannot say no to this. At the same time, uh, another community we had been in um, was transitioning. Um, some new owners had bought it and, and were transitioning the community. And, and so our services were no longer needed there. And it wasn't, it was about a mile, mile and a half from that, from Cedarcrest. And so mm-hmm. for us, it was, it was a huge opportunity. And we saw it as an open door that God provided to continue to have a presence in that neighborhood. Uh, our, it's across the street from Roosevelt High School and a block over from Cedar Crest Elementary. Most of the kids we had spent 10 years with in this other community uh, go to Roosevelt. So we were just overwhelmed with God's provision uh, for a moment that had felt like things weren't going well. And so that, that's how the opportunity came to us. And we, so we partnered with the Salvation Army and we've got an agreement to purchase that from them. And they're, they've been extremely supportive and love what we do. We love what they do. In fact, we're fine. We're going to find some ways to work together there. They've, mm-hmm. they've got some pretty incredible programming for senior citizens. And so we think, we think, Hey, why not leverage their existing relationships and their mm-hmm. capabilities and we'll just provide the space and keep running. So yeah, so Cedarcrest, I can go on. I'll, I will take a break. I know you want me to share more and I will, but I'll just stop and come up for air for a moment. But we're, we're really excited about this, this opportunity. Yeah. When, uh, I know when, uh, Livia Malcolm went to see it, it's, and I saw some of the video from it, you know, the opening of the community, but what it can bring to that, that the community of the people who live there and who want to work there and who want to thrive there. I think it's important that we stay in a community that we're not always trying to get someone somewhere else. Let's invest where you are and, and make that a better that's right. place because that's really what, that's what community is all about. And that's part of our name. It's also what a community center does. It keeps you in the neighborhood and makes a neighborhood a better place to live and to thrive. So that's what really spoke to me when, the, when it came up. And I know that we're excited about being a partner in there, but you know, we're, we're really invested in not just the financial aspect of it, but the time, because that's really what matters, right? You have to have money to do things. That's that's the nature of the beast, but you also have to have people and programs to make it a place where people want to come to and that it's very open. And, you know, one of the things that I looked at when we were looking at it, when we were talking about investing in, in this program is how it can help people grow throughout their life, right? It's something they, we want people to, to go to these centers, but come back and give back after they've gone to it. And so it just becomes a better place. The whole neighborhood expands. So that's one of the things that really spoke to my heart when we were talking about it is that it's a, a give that can keep on giving, you know? Well, Levanda, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head and I will, I'll just share this quick story because I think it it's a great, existing representation of what you're talking about. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, 350 kids, 60 kids in cheerleading, 350 in football. That happened because the community is so strong in this neighborhood. And they were an advocate for this center staying open and have continued to be an advocate. There was a story on CBS News two days ago. If you haven't seen it, you guys would enjoy it. But there's a man on it, Terrence Randolph, and he's 
he's a key leader in the community. And Terrence is on there saying, look, we're, we're just so thrilled our kids are going to have these opportunities again. And it's been hard without him. Well, on the football team. So Terrence runs the football program. He's a, he's a okay. volunteer in the community. Uh, he grew up playing on that football team and the 30 plus coaches who coach the 30 plus teams are all predominantly men, a few women who are from the neighborhood mm-hmm. and played on those teams. And they're to your point, returning and giving back. They believe in their neighborhood and they want to see it thrive and flourish. And I mentioned earlier about partnerships. That's a great example of a partnership. We didn't come in and say, Hey, we can do football better than you. And we're going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. We said, what do you want? In fact, the baseball field came from Terrence saying, bring back baseball. I, I was, I thought, where was baseball? And he showed me and we through partnership with Clayton Kershaw and you all and others, we're going to bring back baseball, but it's a, it's exactly your point, which is when you partner with communities, we can make life better right where it is right. and bring it forth in a way that's consistent with a vision that the community has and mm-hmm. not just us coming in and projecting. And I think you guys are a great partner in that because you have that same vision. Let's let communities be communities and partner with them. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not here to, like, we're good at banking and we're going to partner with you. And I think we're kind of like, hey, we're good at, at partnering with people as they pursue transformation, but we're not going to tell you what transformation looks like because I don't know what your vision is. And so at Cedarcrest, a lot of that vision is around sports because it's got a huge legacy going back to the seventies. But uh, you start talking to people and there's a huge vision for the chapel building on site. A woman told me at the groundbreak, her name was Brittany. She said, I have been waiting for this to reopen and like, great. How do we partner with you? Um, And then, you know, you've got all these other programs. So you all are a great partner. And I just totally agree with you. We've communities are powerful and resilient when you kind of get out of the way and let people be people. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people have asked us, why don't we take community out of our name? Because it's so long. Veritex Community Bank, right? It's like, because that's really who we are. I mean, we're a part, yeah. we all live in communities. We are part of the community that we work and, and live in. And we think it's part of our, you know, I don't want to say our responsibility, but it's part of who we are. It's how we were founded. It's our purpose. Everyone has purpose. And that's part of the bank's purpose is to be in the community. So I, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. I, I think one of the things I'm most complimentary to you and your team for is that you said something earlier about your board and some of the members have been in place 11, 12 years. Tell me why that is. Yeah. So, so I'll say this, it wasn't without valleys, as you well know, that's just life. It wasn't without some of those hard times. I think what it is, is two things. I think it's relationships with one another. We, mm-hmm. We've we formed some solid relationships and we worked through the hard times and we trust one another. We love one another. We're not, we're not just in it for behind every door. We we're in it for each other. And then I think the other thing is that our board is engaged in the work. And so when you start building relationships with people mm-hmm. who are pursuing their dreams, it's hard to walk away. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's what's happened with our board. You've got board members that really, they believe in the work of behind every door, but I think they believe they've come to believe if they didn't already believe in people and behind every door just happens to be a, a vehicle for them to, to kind of walk out that belief. I think I, that's my opinion. I could be wrong, but I think that's why, why most of our board members no. hang around. With some of the things we read about, about a, a disbelief in people in general, sometimes in the media, you see that really when you disbelieve in people in general, that I always say is that I trust people always. You got to do a lot for me not to trust you, right? Because I, I yep. think that's 
what you're given is that people are most people and people are good. And yeah. if you believe that they are, they are. So I think that's part of the, that success. If you don't believe it, then it's harder to do this job. right? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. We got to believe in one another. Well, yeah, I'm excited about this. I, I think one of the, I can't wait to see us get started here with Cedar Crest, but also the continuing work that Behind Every Door is doing at, at other locations. You know, it's not just, this is just another a part of that. And well, one of the things that I've always been so impressed with you about is that you have such a calm demeanor about what you do, but how passionate you are about what you do. So I just want to ask you, was there something in your life that turned you to this that said there was a defining moment or was it just a gradual, this is what I, what's my calling? I think the answer is yes to both, but I, but I can tell you there were some, some blips on the radar that I, that were obvious to me. I think the biggest one for me, so I've always, I've always wanted to um, defend and support somebody who like the underdog or the person who, you know, not believed in or pushed aside, like even in like movies, if they treat the bad guy like too badly, I'm like, come on, it's not that bad. Um, so, but I think there was a moment for me, LaVonda, where I tasted grace for the first time. And it, I was reading a book called Ragamuffin Gospel by a guy named Brennan Manning. And I, I just, it was the first time in my life where I realized that I couldn't earn anybody else's love. Um, and I couldn't earn God's love that it was just given. It just is, uh, you, I can either accept it or not, but it's like putting on a pair of shoes. Like I can either put the shoes on or not, but it doesn't make the shoes any less real and doesn't make God's love any less real. And so that for me set me on a journey that again, it's been a gradual one for call in so many different ways of just learning, like, what are my capabilities? Like, what's my, how do I best leverage the gifts God's given me to support others and build his kingdom? But at the core of it is just this deep, I tasted grace. And if, if I could walk with every single person I meet into a place where they could taste grace, that's what I, that's what I want to do. And so mm -hmm. uh, I think when I look at this work, I mean, my passion is like, Hey, do you, do you see God's creation in front of you? Do you see this brilliant person? Can you look through the mess? Can you look through the, the poverty? Can you look through the whatever and, and embrace who God sees because he sees a beautiful, wonderful son or daughter of the King. That's who he sees. And there, so it was grace. And then the other thing that I would share with you that hit that home for me happened at Village Oaks, one of the communities we used to run. And my, my dad, is an, he's been, walked through addiction for a long time. And I was sitting in a meeting, uh, AA meeting at um, Village Oaks that we hosted. And this guy named Sarge was leading it. Sarge lived in the community and he led the aid. And there was a man there named Cicero. And I'll never forget the moment because, because Cicero started sharing his story. And I, it was like, I was looking at my dad from a story perspective, mm -hmm. same drug use, same story of losing his family. And so he was all alone living in this community and because he, he had come out of homelessness. And I was like, you're no different than my dad. The only difference is history. I don't have a history with you. And so that, that, that it was just struck me. Like the only, the only difference between you and my dad is that I don't have five, 10, 15, 20 years. I forget how many it was at that point, but years of, right. of hurt. And Cicero walk, like helped me this guy is a recovering drug addict, 
helped me walk through forgiving my dad and getting to a place of strength in that in that area and being able to continue looking at people differently. And I think there was a, there were a bunch of things that solidified for me in that moment. But one is everybody has something to offer. Like Cicero, who's this man who was coming out of homelessness and still struggling with drug use. I wouldn't be where I am if he hadn't walked me out of that. And so I, yeah. So that's, I think where my passion comes from is I just see the way God showers grace upon us, believes in us no matter what. Uh, and then I've watched him show that to me through others that I, I, I don't know how to get away from it. I love that. I think look, being able to see a person through all our mess and our own mess, we all have exactly. our own. We mess. all have one. That's right. 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 Well, that's great. Well, Will, thank you so much. I, You know, I love talking with you and could spend probably all morning doing that. Thank you for your your guidance and your leadership, but also to your team that work with you and doing this. And we look forward to a lot of success in the future. So thank you again. Likewise. Thank you all for your partnership. Uh, very grateful for you all. Thank you, Will. Thank you.